Hi, I'm Mitchell Jagadik. I used to work with NPR, PR News, and what I want to say is that I'm so mad about Trump that he's just a bad guy. He's, he's like, he's racist, he's xenophobic, he's misogynist, he's a capitalistic, money-hungry son of a gun. He's a, he likes capitalism. He wants people to come here the right way into the country. He said the right way. But we're all human. We should just be able to go anywhere we want to go. We should be able to take anything we want to take. We need people to build stuff for us. And I have the perfect idea who that should be. And they should do it for free. Because in the history, they are very, very bad people. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. White people. White people. White men. Not white women. White women are good. But anyways, um, I'd like to say that Trump is a very bad guy. He's, he's gonna destroy this country. He's gonna destroy our way of life in this country. This country's so good. And he's gonna destroy it. We love this constitution. We love this constitution. He's gonna destroy it. He's breaking all the rules. What are we supposed to do about it? What? What? What are we supposed to do with this maniac in office right now? We have to impeach him. We have to. Sorry, that's the way I chant. Me and my friends chant. Um, sometimes you know, ask us questions, it's hard for us to answer too quickly. So we, we, we just re resort to chant. Because it's hard. It's hard to talk rational on the spot. Who could do that? So we learned chants at home. We uh, studied them together. Get out, Nazi scum! Get out, Nazi scum! Or, or, this is our street! Whose street? This is our street! Whose street? This is our street! Get out, Nazi scum! Now what is a Nazi? Nazi's a national socialist. National socialist, somebody that wants to distribute the wealth for all of his people. He don't want nobody else in there, just wants all of his people. His own people, that's it, nobody else. Is Trump like that? No. He's a capitalist. That's the opposite of socialist. Okay. Well, there must be other similarities to Nazis. Oh, they killed the Jews. Well, Trump's not killing Jews. Um, what else did Nazis do? They beat people in the streets. Trump's not beating people in the streets. He's not going door to door in his country and beating people. I know. The mustache. Trump has a mustache. Like Hitler, in his imagination. Just my imagination. Running away from me. It's just my imagination.
Okay, okay, okay. I'd like to thank my <laughs> my opening uh, guest, the gay millennial, for his uh, nice opening to this particular podcast. And I'd like to start out by saying I read something on Twitter just a little bit ago while I was watching the Triple G fight. Triple G won. And I don't know if you're supposed to because it looked like he lost a few rounds. But anyways, I don't know if any of you watch boxing, but that's what happened. Um, somebody said something on Twitter that said something like, everything is either right or wrong, black and white. And I was thinking to myself, come on, man. That's all in perspective. Because like, you know, like I have this glass of coffee here. And that's a fact. It's not perception. It's a fact. Just the way it is, you know, your perception is like, you know, how your 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 opinion is how it tastes. And how I quick I drink the coffee is also <laughs> your perception and opinion. To me, I I think I drink it slow, but to you I might drink it fast. That's your perception. So as far as politics go, you know, who's right and who's wrong? And if we go back like say a hundred years back or maybe a thousand years or five thousand years and look in those perspectives when did when when did, when did we draw the line to say what's right and what's wrong you know because you know the aztecs they were chopping people's heads off constantly and, and taking over land and having people other tribes uh indian tribes um surrounding the aztecs they had them paying taxes to them and they were stealing people from other tribes and sacrificing them so they're pretty rough there the uh, Christians, they conquered tons of land. They took, you know, women and killed guys and took land and food and ideas and all these things. And then Muslims, they did the same thing. I think the Muslims uh, did it a lot longer than... Uh... No, 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 they didn't. No, because I think the Muslims didn't start until the like, year six, six, six oh, uh, five. I, I have to look it up, I forget. Uh, Muhammad didn't start the Is Islamic religion until I think the year 600-something. So, yeah, it's a few years behind Christianity. But, yeah, the uh, Muslims also, you know, conquered lands, took women, took ideas. And then, you know, you have Kublai Khan that was doing that. You have the Romans. They had African states that were doing that. Everybody in the world was doing something, you know, something crazy at one time. Or many times, you know, at particular times throughout history. But when do we draw a line and say, well, this way is correct and this way is not. You could fight for this, but you can't fight for that. It's okay to punch a guy in the face if this person did this and not that. When do we draw a line and say that it's okay at this particular time? And was it okay back then? I mean, that's all in perspective, isn't it? But as of now, people are calling like, the left is like, Real crazy now. I think Obama put something in the water when he was in office. And he's like, we're going to screw up everybody's mind that follows us. And we're going to try to get the other ones too, but but we definitely have these ones. So let's put something in the water. So when we're out of office, they'll be even crazier. But the left is calling everybody Nazi, white supremacist. Everybody's been sexually assaulted. Little kids are having uh, sex changes. Men are fighting to uh, get in a women's bathroom. 
I think some maybe some women are trying to get in a men's bathroom too. But I'm almost sure that like bearded uh, men with with dresses on are trying to get in a women's bathroom, claiming they're women or whatever they are. There's thirty something genders in New York. A lot of craziness going on. A lot of anger. A lot of pointing fingers. And a lot of people trying to take down the Constitution, take down the country. But at the same time, like when when, uh, when when President Trump does something that the left doesn't like, they say, well, what about the Constitution? And then when they want to do something wrong, they say, hey, the Constitution was written a long time ago. We got to change it up a little bit. We don't like capitalism. We want socialism. We don't want guns. We prefer people who get stabbed or or somebody drive their car over somebody. The left is calling, uh, I think, I don't know, I'm not exactly sure where it all started out when the left started calling everybody Nazi. I assume it had something to do with the border when Trump said that um, a lot of people coming over the border were bringing drugs and a lot of, there's a lot of prostitution in, in Mexico and, or in other countries. And a lot of the prostitution has to do with like little kids as well. And so a lot of them that cross over the border are still doing that. They don't just like become like American citizens. And then as soon as they cross, they're still the way they are, the way they were over there. So I think uh, Trump was like, hey, we got to stop these people from coming in. We have to culture them first. Or maybe they should get cultured. And he didn't say that, but but I'm assuming that's what he was thinking, you know. They should give up their drugs and prostitution and stuff like that before they try to come over. Otherwise, we don't want them here. We have enough problems. Why should we want more? Because we only have so many police and so many detention centers and so much welfare to give out to everybody and so many schools that are built for the kids. But they want to come here and have eight or nine kids apiece flooding the school system and the welfare system. So he's like, hey, let's slow it down a little bit. But everybody's like, hey, he's racist for saying that. And he's putting them in detention centers. That's what the Nazis did. That's what the left says. And that's what the gay millennials said at the beginning of this podcast. But um, the detention centers have been going on for a long time. I remember I remember reading articles like years ago um about detention centers and and uh anchor babies and stuff like that. It's not a it's not a new issue. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just like you could have called Obama uh a Nazi, I guess. But it's not a Nazi. Nazis have nothing to do with it. Nazis were the you know the nationalist socialist party that wanted the Jews out and wanted to take over everything. I don't think Obama or Trump is like that, are they? I don't know. But uh, I found some articles from back when... I found some articles that, that, I, that I read like years ago. But while I was trying to find these articles, I ran into some current articles. And of course, there's fake news and propaganda. And a lot of people are in, a, in on it. Big people and little people. Big names, small names. But there's the uh, detentionwatchnetwork.org. 
But in this article, it talks about um, how Obama was ending detention centers or family detention centers. It says, currently, there are three immigration ho jails holding families. Berks Family Residential Center in Berks County, Pennsylvania. Carnes Residential Center in Kansas City, in Texas. And South Texas Family Residential Center in Dilly, Texas. Prior to 2014, the Obama administration had ended large-scale family detention in Texas, with Burks being the only family detention center in operation. By the end of 2014, Carnes and Dilly had opened while a fourth facility, the Artesia Family Residential Center in New Mexico, had both opened and closed amongst a firestorm of criticism. The article ends, well, basically they're talking about, you know, the detention centers with the families and separation, all that with Obama. Um, the the article ends as, in addition to continuing the Obama, Obama administration practice of large-scale family detention, the Trump administration has begun pursuing an additional policy of family separation. This is even crueler practice of locking up immigrant parents separately from their children intended to punish the parents and coerce them into abandoning abandoning their claims for international protection okay that was part of an article on detention watch dot no detention watch network dot org basically from that article right there we just seen that this is well obama was trying to end that kind of stuff and trump brought it back even worse trying to show them, teach them, people. But really, if you remember correctly, it's uh, a lot of people, I forget the number. I actually guess I should have looked that up. It's the whole point of me giving it this this uh, podcast. But there's, there's, a, there's a number. I, I don't know if it's two out of every 10 people or maybe six or seven out of 10 people. I'm not sure. But every... So many people that come across the border with kids, those kids aren't their children. They aren't the parents of those children. So either they're smuggling the kids over just so they could get over, or maybe something worse. Use your imagination. But that's the article says that Trump's teaching him a lesson. I don't. That might be partly true as well. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? That's all in perspective. Unless we can find a video of Trump saying, I'm going to teach them a lesson. We're going to separate them so they're sad. I don't think he's doing that. But like I said, a lot of the people that are coming over with kids. The kids aren't their kids. And so we don't know why, why they're bringing the kids over. We don't know what they're going to do with those kids. So that's why I guess they're separating them until they know. And just like anything you do with the state, like taxes or anything, it takes a long time. And especially when there's hundreds of thousands of these people coming over all the time, it's not like, you, you know, the, the, the market's flooded. So how are you going to work on everybody, like, immediately? So they're like, it's taking so long. We're waiting for this to happen. We're waiting here. We're waiting here. Okay, where's another article I looked at? Arizona Border Detention Centers. Here's an article that was in the New York Times on August 18th, 2016. In Phoenix, in June 2015, the legal and civil rights groups filled 
or filed a class action lawsuit in federal district court in Tucson accusing the Border Patrol of holding migrants in dirty and crowded cells at stations in southeastern Arizona after they were caught illegally entering the United States. Late Wednesday, still images from surveillance video at the stations offers a glimpse inside the cells were publicly released. The videos were part of the evidence uh, filed with the court during the discovery process of the and unsealed by Judge Whoever last week. <laughs> Some photographs show migrants lying shoulder to shoulder on bare concrete floors while neighboring cells are empty, sleeping pads stacked against the walls. In one image, a man drinks from a gallon jug apparently the only source of water for the detainees in his cell. In another, men sleep against a toilet stall. Remember, this this article is in 2016. This is um, almost a year before Trump was in office. So this is during Obama. This is an article from then. The screenshots also show a mother changing a baby's diaper on a top of a thin thermal blanket set against the concrete. The blankets are migrant soul protection against the cold temperatures they took to calling the cells Ieleres. I don't know what that word means, uh, how to pronounce that word, which is Spanish for ice boxes. So these uh, illegal aliens were crossing and they were coming into these uh, detention centers here in Phoenix in 2016 during Obama. And they were all pushed together laid out on cold floors, and they said it was like an ice box. A, l- a lady was changing her, her baby's diaper on the cold floor. So I guess it's pretty bad over there. Sounds like it's pretty bad back then, huh? In 2016. They talk about how bad it is over there now in the um, holding facilities. And, um, of course, the uh, Border Patrol says, like, hey, it's not bad here. What are you guys talking about? And... Back then, they were doing it, too. They were complaining back then as well. So don't let anybody tell you that Obama had it good for those people. He had nice beds for them. I didn't. Here's an article right here from 2016. And the agency denied that the cells are cold or dirty. But there was, because I guess there was, there was garbage all over the place. Experts hired by the planets to, to visit the stations and review the images reached a different conclusion. One of them was Eldon Vale, a former secretary for the Department of Corrections in Washington State. In his report to the court, also released late Wednesday, Mr. Vale said the conditions in the cells were unnecessarily harsh, dangerous, and contrary to accepted industry practices and standards. Another expert, Robert Powitz, a forensic sanitarian, wrote, The unclean, unhygienic, and unduly cold conditions in which people are held at these stations serves no legitimate purpose and creates an unjustifiable risk of harm to detainees. The short-term cells have concrete benches, but no beds, sinks and toilets, but no showers. They were not designed for sleeping, and and detainees should not be held for more than 12 hours according to the Border Patrol manual referred in the lawsuit. However, a report released by the American Immigration Council on Thursday based on federal statistics obtained through the Freedom and Information Act requested showed that people are held much longer in Tucson and several of the other Border Patrol jurisdictions. 
More than 80% of the migrants detained from September 1st, 2014 to August 31st, 2015 in the Rio Grande Valley and the Laredo re regions in Texas and the Yuma Tucson sectors in Arizona were held for at least 24 hours. So they're held for a long time. Like I said, it's, it's hard to get processing when there's so many people coming in. Maria, grab our 15 children. We are going to America. I heard when we cross the border, they will put us in det detention centers. They are cold and terrible over there. But get our stuff. Let's go. It'll be great. Eventually, we'll get to the other side. They give us free shit. Tell all your friends and family, let's go to America. They'll hold us in detention centers and give us free stuff. Kids will be in school. We'll open a taqueria. We'll open like 15 of them in a square mile. Diversity is strength. Diversity in taco places. There's diversity in the names we pick of our taquerias. And that's strength. President Bush, his last year in office, there was 360 people deported. 360,000 people deported. And for every 360,000 people deported in Bush's last year, there was 810,000 that returned. There was about two for every one that was deported. Obama deported about 385,000 people a year from like the, from the year 2009 to 2011 or 2011. And in 2012, he deported 409,000 409, people, almost 410,000 people in 2012. And in 2015 and 2016, he Barack Obama deported almost 250,000 people. But I think it was the year 2014 is when Obama deported the most amount of people, which was about 432,000 people. But Trump, in 2017, deported 200,026,000 people. And in 2018, he deported over 250,000. And so far in the year 2019, Trump deported 282,000 people. So what are people calling Trump a Nazi for when everybody, everybody's doing the same thing, but with different rhetoric? Or maybe the same rhetoric, but worded differently. You could find stuff on YouTube where Clinton or Bush or Obama say particular things that are similar to what Trump says. The wording is different, but almost the same type of idea. Now when you turn the TV on, they talk about people de being deported. There's movies about people being deported. It's like mainstream. It's like they're really pushing the idea now. They didn't push it really much back then. Not during Bush or Obama. Not that I remember. Unless you could think of any movies, uh, write it down in the comments. Oh, on CastBox, I don't think you put comments on uh, Spotify. There is the movie, though, called The Immigrant with Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix is um, also plays a starring role in uh, the Joker movie, which I saw yesterday. Pretty cool movie. But he was also in a movie called The Immigrant, which uh, came out in 2014, which is more about an immigrant that comes to America and meets a guy that tries to force her into prostitution. They wouldn't make a movie like that today. They're trying to push a different idea. But on, but on Amazon, there's a, there's a show called um, Carnival Row that throws immigration into the flick. I guess the the Carnival Row show on Amazon. I guess the show called 
Carnival Row on Amazon tries to take on issues of immigration and tribalism. Two key concepts in America today, in which I think all this started out during the Obama administration, of course, and uh, peaked during the Trump administration. As soon as Trump became president, all of a sudden everybody wanted socialism and open borders and separate bathrooms for certain people and gender differences and all these things that people were all of a sudden fighting for. And you're like, what? When did this start? But it started a lot of craziness. Caused so much craziness that like some people don't want to associate with other people anymore because of their political views. Now, it started in the Obama administration, peaked in the Trump administration. Now, when's it going to end? And how's it going to end? Tim Poole likes to say it's going to get worse because these demons that are growing up in Kamala Harris and AOC and and Elizabeth Warren. Like it was that, like I mentioned about that video uh, you can find on YouTube with um, uh, Kamala Harris where that where that that young girl is crying. Well, not she's not very young. She's crying to Kamala Harris saying, I don't want to die. She's crying. So there's people are like really crazy right now. So I assume that they're going to be crazy through the duration of Trump's presidency until a Democrat is elected and tries to run the country to hell. Well, not hell. I mean, it's all in perspective. Try to turn the country into something else, basically. Kind of like what Obama said when he was you know, running for president. We're going to change this place. He didn't specifically say how he's going to change it. I mean, he said he was going to give everybody health care and he's going to give everybody jobs. He didn't say, I'm going to get men to start getting sex changes and we're going to get your kids to start getting sex changes too. Okay, um, we need change. In the future, okay, your sons will want to become your daughter. And that's all right. Uh, right now we're working with the military and we're trying to get the military to fund your son, your son's sex change. So any of you out there that are of age, um, that want a sex change, join an army and we'll pay for it. The taxpayers will happily pay for your sex change. Just hope a Republican doesn't come in and try to stop it. My name is Barack Obama. We need change. See, he, see, Trump didn't say, I mean, Obama didn't say nothing like that. If he would have said all that kind of stuff, we would have probably been like, wait a second here. This guy isn't that great. But all this craziness happened. I don't know when it's going to end. I don't know if it's going to end. Because these people are, you know, on the on the other side of the fence, drilling at the mouth, angry at everything. Angry that we have borders. Angry that we have detention centers. Everybody has a right to go anywhere they want, do anything they want, and say anything they want. But now bums want to go to Starbucks and hang out there without buying anything. And gay people want their own bathroom or transvestites or whatever. So when's it all going to end? Or is it ever going to end? Or is it just going to go get crazier? Back 70, 80 years ago, plus 70, 80 plus years ago, people were wearing suit and ties and hats, you know. And they had mannerisms about them back then that are different from mannerisms of today. So I guess society always changes. I don't know how much of a pushback there was during each of these changes. I don't know if they were as radical as we're seeing it today. But the left is really trying to transform the country. And they need the illegal alien votes to help do it. So if you know somebody that's over there on the other side of the country and you're on the left, 
tell them to come over and help you vote. I went voting last year, or what was it, two years ago? Whenever it was. And uh, I got my card in the mail, my voting card, and I went down to the voting facility and I showed it to the man and woman at the table that sat at the edge of the table at the edge of the room. And they said, okay, go have a seat over there. I was like, don't you want to see my ID? I said, no, we don't need to see your ID. I was like, then how do you know this is me? They said, you're fine. Just go ahead, sit down, take the thing. So I could have been anybody. I could have been anybody voting. They had no idea who I was. They just said, go ahead, sit down. I, I might have signed my name on a paper. I don't remember. So if you know an illegal alien, tell them that. <laughs> or her, whatever.